Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to our Pac-12 Picks show. Uh, I am your host, Trevor Mueller. With me is Kayla Olin and Mike Martin. And guys, uh, we're looking at a, a, a season that's uh, really kind of on the brink. Washington sitting at two and four, one and two overall in the Pac-12 with another fourth quarter loss to UCLA. Um, Mike Kayla and I got to debrief it for about an hour. So uh, the floor is yours. Where are, where's your head at right now with this program? Um, you know, I keep, I keep holding out hope that the Huskies are going to be the Huskies, the, the team that, um, that doesn't in a critical point snap the ball over the quarterback's head right. a guy that hasn't made a mistake the entire year um somehow it's a what was a 30 i mean brought up third and 32 right. i mean there's you know stuff like that and kayla you and i talked about that in our husky pregame show on saturday avoiding those things that that take you out of good field position that um that are, are so costly. And there were so many that we talked about, can, can they just have everybody make one better play? And if the, the you know, if, if Rome doesn't step out at the three um, that cuts it, that changes, uh, that changes some things. There are just, it, it's things like that, that, that you, you wonder, um, that's not coaching. That is, um, that's a guy that's been doing that for 22 years. Um, or actually he's probably 20 now he's been doing it for 15 years. Um, he's probably never done that in his life. Um, it's just stuff that is inexplicable. Luke Wattenberg, has he ever had a snap go over a quarterback's head? Maybe in peewee. It's, it's things that that you wonder what where, where when is it going to change for the Huskies in their own favor? When are when is that alpha dog going to come out and and grab the other players by the the jersey and say you know quit screwing up, make that extra block? And if they do, is is this next game going to be the one where? They finally get it right. They get that ball rolling and they see what it is that, um, that, that so many of them, um, you know, the unfinished business, I'm pretty sure that the, the, the way that business looks finished isn't uh, with, with Dylan Morris sliding onto the ball inside his own tent. Right. Yeah. And um just just such another another fourth quarter collapse by the defense uh and and i know that you were talking today that uh you know washington held ucla to under their season total which is great um but yet again we see them when it matters the most uh give up the plays and and we talked about it even schematically where washington is is continuing to to play their defensive backs back and uh, having a light uh, front front line. And uh, do you have anything that, that you, that you've seen about that or, or 
uh, maybe any other reasons that you could think of that uh, in the second straight game after coming off a bye, uh, giving up a fourth quarter lead? You know, I, I thought they, they did. Okay. The, the thing that, I, I don't know. There's, there's something that isn't yet clicking on that team. I, I, I don't know what it is. I, it's, it's not a locker room. It's not, it's not anything that is obvious. Um, it's, it's something that I, I would like to point and say, Hey, it's, it's Jimmy Lake's fault. It's, is there this person's fault, but it's, everybody's fault it's it's never the same guy you can't look and say john donovan called a crap game because if dylan morris hits those uh targets i mean it's it's a a, a an easy husky win he 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 was off target so much um where in other games he said he was on throws longer than uh 20 yards he was number one in the conference so you know it's just you can't point to one thing and say if they just did this better if they did everything better if and and kayla you and i talked about this i don't know if this is what it needs but the alpha dog to you know just somebody to grab the team by the you know what and um and you know like when i was a kid and uh three of us would be screwing around my dad would knock our heads together okay um we would all be going oh you know but but we stopped doing what it was we were doing we got our heads on straight and you know, what is it going to take? I don't know. Yeah. And hopefully a, a tune up against an 0 six team is what this team needs to kind of get some of that confidence back and to really see uh, some success sustained through four quarters. Um, and of course we're going to save that one for the last, cause it's, it's the one that we're all going to talk the most about, but um, you know, uh, the, the biggest matchup uh, is on Saturday at 1230 and it's uh Oregon heading to UCLA and uh, Oregon's ranked 10th in the nation. But as of right now, US, uh, ESPN had UCLA as a two and a half point favorite at home. Uh, Kayla, what do you have on this game? Yeah, Oregon is a good running team. There is no question about that. But after losing CJ Verdell to that season ending injury, Travis Dye really needs to step up, which makes it easier on a defense to not have to worry about two elite running backs instead mm-hmm. of just one. And, you know, Washington fans know really well what it's kind of like to face a Christian McCaffrey and hold him. And UCLA has one of the better running defenses in the country, allowing just 91.1 yards per game on the run. And so if Oregon can't get their offense going, which is very questionable right now with only having one elite running back, Anthony Brown ranking number 11 out of quarterbacks in the Pac-12, the Bruins having a great runner with Zach Charbonnet and Britton Brown, that little duo there. I actually think I'm going to take UCLA in this one. Yeah. And, and really Oregon again, struggled with Cal, which uh, Washington's been in that boat too, but um, Oregon has shown an inability to put teams with lesser talent away. And 
I think UCLA is really talented. I mean, I've been on that train for a while and I think Chip has it going in the right direction. They kind of stumbled a little bit, but as did ASU last week. So they're right back in it. So uh, I'm also going to take UCLA to cover this. Mike, what do you got? Um, you, you know, the, the thing that I, I mentioned um, early on in the season was, was how UCLA um, they, they had a game before everyone else. So they are a game uh, wiser already this season. Um, I, I like that Chip Kelly thinks outside the box. He played an earlier game than anyone else, has two bye weeks in their season. And so they're, they're more set up for, for the long run. And, and I think that this game was circled by UCLA. I think they have, have a lot of things that Oregon fans are going to go, oh, yeah, I remember that play. Um, or if he'd run that play, we would have beaten Auburn. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think that, that this is, um, this is a, 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 a defense for Oregon. That is, I think they're kind of reeling, giving up 17 to Cal, you know, you'd think that Oregon with, with what they think that they, with the, with the beginning of the season, what they thought they had on defense, um, you know, the way Cal has been playing, they should have thrown a shutout. Um, I just, I don't think Oregon is that good on defense. And I, I think that, that UCLA is going to expose them. And I think Oregon falls out of the top 15. That's a clean sweep for UCLA. Wow. Um, Like, I know we all hate Oregon, but (laughs) I am shocked that all three of us picked against Oregon. Right. I I think we've all agreed that Oregon is a paper tiger, that the emperor has no clothes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird to say that they're a paper tiger after beating or Ohio State and and being a fan of Washington, but but I, I agree with what you're saying on the national level. Um, so our next one we have Colorado, who, um, you know, at halftime that was a, a six to nothing game and uh, against Arizona um, at Boulder and some special teams plays and then you know just a war of attrition with. Arizona's ineptitude on the offensive side of the ball led to a big blowout and a shutout for Colorado. They head to Cal who, uh, you know, took Oregon state to the wire, not for some really suspect play calling, uh, down at the end could have tied that game up. Um, Cal is a nine point favorite at home. Mike, what do you got on this one? Um, I don't think that the, I, I think that, Cal has not played to their potential yet. Um, I think this is this is a, a good one to for for Cal to really kind of um, play Cal football and and um, play for their coach because his job is on the line right, right. now. Um, so I think they rally because those kids those kids love uh, Wilcox. So I think that that Cal easily covers the spread yeah and i'm with you on that i think cal uh it's probably one of the better one win teams on the season um they had a chance to beat oregon they had a chance to beat washington and unfortunately couldn't 
make those two things happen. So I'm also going to take the nine points, Kayla. Yeah, I would definitely take Cal by 17 over Colorado, just because Colorado is another one of those haven't seen anything special. Uh, Cal has a lot of talent. Cal shows that they can compete and stay in it. They kind of have the same problems as Washington, just not being able to quite close out a game when it looks to be in their favor. But, you know, Cal at home against Colorado, I don't think the Buffalo stand a chance. Right. Uh, and and moving on, one of the more interesting games is uh, the, the non-conference schedule for the Pac-12 this week is really, really interesting. And the first one we have here is BYU headed to Pullman to face the Cougars. And um, news coming down today that uh, Nick Rolovich uh, has been fired due to uh, his non-compliance with the COVID-19 protocols. Um this game gets a lot more interesting because Washington state has kind of been rolling uh, after some early losses in the season, getting Jane DeLoren back has really helped. Uh, they beat Stanford. It was a close game, but they were able to go blow to blow with them uh, of the Northwest teams that have played Cal so far. They've looked by far the most impressive against them. Their defense is playing decent. Their offense is explosive. The question mark now, and, and on the other side, BYU, um, has been solid. They, uh, I believe they fell out of the top 25. Losing to Boise State, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they yeah. lost to Boise State. Uh, so they, they have two losses on the season so far. But, um, you know, they've beaten, uh, they've beaten Arizona State. They beat Utah. So th- this is a really talented team, too. And, and I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering. I saw, I don't know what it was, but I saw a Puka Nakua uh, news flash go across. Is there? Yeah, he's, he's averaging about twenty yards. Uh, twenty yards of reception. What I what I could do with that? Um, at Montlake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, if 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 the quarterback can hit him in stride. Um, <laughs> but Trevor's saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. So, um, you know, this game's really interesting because Wazoo can can go one of two ways. They can play for their coach. Uh, their defensive coordinator, Jake, something is taking over and um, uh, they can either play for their coach who's departed or they're going to uh, really come out flat and who knows which way that's going to go. Uh, it's BYU by three. I'm going to say that they play for their coach and uh, they, they, cover, they, they beat BYU and cover that spread. Um, Kayla. Yeah, I think uh, Wazoo, who would have thought that we're saying, you know, Wazoo beat Cal better than either Oregon or Washington is absolutely shocking and something I don't think I ever would have seen coming. But BYU is a great team. They've swept the Pac-12 so far this season, hasn't lost to a Pac-12 team in the 2021 season. They look really good. They really do. And, you know, you can see how playing with a new head coach for the first game is going to go. Raiders, they won after not having John Gruden, but then you can look at uh, USC without Clay Hilton, they lost, you know, which way is Wazoo going to go? I fully believe with losing the coaching staff with the assistants, plus the head coach, plus BYU's talent level and Puka, got to throw in Puka there. He has a outstanding day. And I think BYU absolutely runs away with this one. BYU by 10. (laughs) You might have made me change my mind, but my pick's already in. So, Mike, go ahead. That <laughs> was really is, good. Your, your pick is locked in, Trevor. Well, um, I gotta, I gotta say that somebody um, with with the Wazoo Stanford game 
Um, you know what they call it when you're always looking down at your phone and you have a, a wrinkle right here? It's called the tech neck. neck. No, it's tech neck. Okay. Well, um, someone, uh, it's also called nerd neck, but uh, they were calling it nerd neck versus redneck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was pretty no. i thought that was pretty funny i forget where i heard it oh that's um, funny so anyway so now um i guess looking down at their bibles um script neck versus redneck uh we'll see uh who comes out uh who comes out ahead on this one um i i i gotta think that they're going to uh, really play for for their coach um, for the new coach or the old coach uh, I don't know that you know the the thing is is that I, I don't know if you saw that I put on Twitter that uh, that they they are two and three in the conference they've scored 113 given up 130 um, so the the defense coordinator that is giving up what is uh, 30 a game average in five games. So you'd be 130 divided by 50. Come on, Kayla. You need 130 divided by 50? It's five by five. Hey, Siri, what is 130 divided by five? 26. So giving up 26 a game, okay? So that's the guy that you have uh, running the offense now. Um that is very middle of the road. However, most of that was given up uh, to USC. I think that Wazoo's defense is a little bit better than a lot of people are thinking. And I, I don't know where you guys are, but I, I'm going to go Wazoo um, on this one. I am all alone on the BYU train over here. A, a, I will say, I will definitively say a Cougar will win this game. Um, Jake Dickert is the new head coach at Washington state. And if, I don't know if you remember Kyle Waltos, but take a look at a picture at, he of him. Look like him. He look, I, I looked, I was like, what is Kyle doing over at Wazoo? <laughs> um, are you supposed up, to be covering sports? <laughs> yeah. Next up, we have another, uh, really awesome traditional game, uh, between USC and Notre Dame and, uh, Kayla, you got this one, Notre Dame. Uh, is favored by seven in this. What do you got on it? Yeah, Notre Dame, definitely always a team that can compete. But I think with rivalries like this, you can go ahead and throw the record out the window. You can throw stats out the window. We know that with, you know, the Apple Cup. Oregon is that with their Civil War that they have. But that's kind of why I decided to pull up some fun facts about this one, because we didn't get a USC in order to gain Notre Dame game last year because of COVID. Right. So, a uh, few fun facts is that nobody has more all-time NFL draft picks than Notre Dame or USC, who rank as the most of any programs. Uh, the two schools have each won seven Heisman trophies apiece, which ties them for the most by any program. Ohio State question. and I have Oklahoma. A okay. I have, I have a question. Does that include Reggie Bush's uh, Heisman or not? It does. It does. Okay. So it it's does. reinstated, wasn't it? for USC. What was that? Wasn't it reinstated? No. No. It got voted on this a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one is the two programs each claim 11 national championships each. So with that being said, you know, it's very, very, very similar. Um, 
I don't know, Notre Dame, they look good and USC does not. So all kind of scores and stats aside, I'm going to go Notre Dame by, by seven. Now, Mike, before I let you go on this one, I do have, this is a historical question and I, I, I see you as a historical guy. Um, <laughs> now this rivalry started a long time ago. Um, you weren't there for the first one. <laughs> uh, now I've heard it said that uh, one of the, the agreements they had was the Na- Notre Dame's coach's wife back when they started this um had family back in southern cal and she uh so every other year she wanted to spend the holiday thanksgiving holiday back in southern cal with um with her family so they would schedule this every other year around so if it's in if it's in sc it's later in the season uh and then um south bend is beautiful in early uh, a late September, early August. And so they decided to do the Notre Dame one earlier in the season. Can you confirm or deny that? Um, well, when we were there and we planned it as we were inventing dirt, <laughs> um, that was, uh, actually I have no idea. Okay. okay um, so I did pull up that story actually, because again, I was kind of wanting to find some fun facts on this one. Um, and I found, a. A quote about it that said that legend has it that USC desired getting Notre Dame on their schedule for 1927. So they hadn't missed a game with Notre Dame since World War II until last year. Wow. Um, and so they sent their coach and his wife to Notre Dame's game at Nebraska that Thanksgiving weekend to convince the then coach, uh, Newt Rockney. Rock. Oh my God. To take his. You're, you just got fired, Kayla. Newt I know. Rockney. Yes, to take his team to Los Angeles the next year. Although the pitch didn't initially work, his wife, Bonnie, was open to it and later convinced the legendary football coach to take his team west starting that next year. Okay. Okay. So there, there, there is some merit. I know that when it's in, at Notre Dame, it's earlier in the season. When it's in Southern Cal, it's usually later. In it's the Apple season. Cup weekend, yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, that's Thanksgiving. I'm totally right. Anyhow, uh, Notre Dame will cover the seven. Mike? Um, of the – actually, do you want to know – you talk about uh, all that stuff about uh, Newt Rockney. He did a lot of stuff, but I don't know if you know who really helped funnel a lot of players to Notre Dame. The Archdiocese. It was Woody Hayes when he was at Ohio State. He said, if you want to go anywhere, don't go to Michigan, go to Notre Dame. And he funneled a lot of players that um, had offers from Washington, excuse me, from from Ohio State, Michigan and Notre Dame. He convinced them if they didn't have a spot for them at Ohio State to go to to Notre Dame. So Ohio State helped them become a powerhouse. Uh, That said, um, I think Rudy did. Sorry. (laughs) uh, That said. This is the Idgaf Bowl for me. So um, <laughs> fun. I I don't uh, I don't I don't like either of these teams. So <laughs> I don't know that I can. You're an sleep. Ohio State fan. You have I'll, no say will, in hating either of these teams. I will go with whatever Kayla said. It's a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. 
Um, uh, getting back the, the final game on the Saturday night slate, we have Utah headed to Oregon state, um, Oregon state, obviously with a, a really crushing defeat before their bye week, um, uh, to the hands of, of Washington state where they had a chance to win that and really be in the driver's seat in the North. That being said, they're still in really good position. Um, they have to beat a Utah team that really showed a lot of grit and coming back and beating Arizona state down, uh, two touchdowns. Utah is a three point favorite. Um, this Utah team, uh, with the new quarterback, uh, playing some inspired football, I'm going to take Utah to cover that three. Um, Kayla. hundred percent. Um, Utah being the very, very, very last undefeated team in the conference at three and oh, four and two overall, they are finally kind of getting it to click at first in the beginning of the season. It looked a little bit questionable, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of kind of heartbreak devastation going on there with that Utah program. And it's given them something to play for. Right. And I think that they are going to make the season count for those two. That being said, I'll probably take Utah by 10. Mike. Yeah, I have Utah as well. Um, I remember you both uh, trashed Utah's uh, quarterback that couldn't take the start, but he actually had a lot of starts under his belt. I forget where he was. And, you know, what's that? Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. So has a lot of uh, ball under his belt. And, you know, I think that, um, that, the guys, you know, the guys really kind of starting to show and maybe uh, that that big outburst to end the game. Uh, maybe that's what really turns the season for them. And, and I think what Kayla says is, is a galvanizing thing like uh, losing a couple of players uh, can really help. Because I remember when the Huskies had Curtis Williams go down, I really helped them in, in one game and then the rest of the season. Yeah. And, uh, I think that, man, I really made this a sad podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, well let's, uh, Hey, uh, we still got the Washington game. Talk yeah, about. Here Don't we worry. Go. <laughs> yeah. Which is going to take us further down. <laughs> well, you know, we got, we got two and four going up against Owen six and, uh, Washington headed to the desert place where, uh, I don't think any Husky fan feels comfortable going. Uh, 0-6 makes it a little easier. Uh, UW's an 18-point favorite. Mike, what do you got on this one? Well, I'm going to try to not be homer on this one. I think the last two uh, picks have been kind of homer picks, but I think this one is is pretty obvious um, that Washington wins this I, I don't I, I think they need to more than cover the spread um, to quell some of the people praying that um, that Jimmy Lake uh, declined the 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 jab. Yeah, Kayla. Yeah, and you know, don't think Washington is going to allow a third loss in a row. Yeah. When was the last time that happened? It had to have been you know a decade ago. And well, uh, yeah, the 2012 season. So wasn't sorry, that, wasn't that when, when, wasn't that when uh, Steve Sarkeesian said he's playing with house, with how with house money? Yeah. 
Uh, so it's definitely been a long time. I don't think Washington lets that happen again. Getting some key players back. Kate Otten was back, even though he was a little bit hush-hush against uh, UCLA. ZTF is back. I think Washington, and this is probably going to be the biggest point spread, even since Montana, I think Washington wins by 17. So you have, uh, you have um, Arizona covering. I have Washington winning by 17. So Arizona. It spreads 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or yeah. did I, did I say 24 in the last show? Okay. It's yeah. 24. I'm sorry. It's you're late. <laughs> it's still so late. You're stealing my thunder. Cause that's right. Wait, 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 Trevor and Tr- Mike, Trevor and I were joking. We were like, cause I was always the pessimist and he was the optimist. And then this last show, I was so optimistic and he was the pessimist that now I'm just, you know, doing a whole number thing like Trevor and. Okay. Well, I just, Where's I just want to, I just want to clarify something. Um, you call me old a couple of times tonight and it's nine 15 on a Monday night. And My you're saying hurts. you're, you're, just, <laughs> you're saying it's late. Like it it's is. midnight. <laughs> That's my bedtime. I need to get my glass of milk and go to bed. <laughs> drink your, pu- drink your prune juice. Well, well I'm going to finish it off with, uh, I don't think Washington's going to, I think Washington's going to win. Uh, but I think it's going to be about a 17 point spread. I, That's where I got the 17 from Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I think that um, obviously Washington's uh, if Washington can get up early, it could get really ugly. Um, if Arizona's forced to throw with their third string quarterback, Will Plummer, uh, it could get really ugly with how good this secondary is. And, and finally the, the, uh, the, the defensive scheme of leaving two safeties back uh, is, is going to probably be the, the best bet. And so uh, if that happens, it gets ugly. Yeah, but that also predicates Washington being consistent on offense, and uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm rooting for it, but I'm going to say Washington does not cover the spread, and they win by 17. So we'll see where we are. If anybody's putting money on our bets, uh, I think you're doing all right. Uh, So that'll do it for Trevor Mueller, Kayla Olin, and Mike Martin. Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs!